You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Let's talk about keeping things simple. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And today we're going to not use that acronym KISS because I don't think there's any need for name calling, but we're going to talk about the first three letters of that, which is keep it simple. When it comes to course creation, people seem to have this need to overcomplicate things and make them far more difficult than they need to be. And I don't know what that is. I've seen it countless times with clients and with people who I'm working with who seem to go out of their way to make the process more difficult than it ever needed to be. So today we're simply going to talk about keeping it simple, right? Okay, we can do this. The first thing you can do to keep it simple is use what you already have. I find when people are starting the course creation process, they suddenly find the need to buy all of these pieces of tools and tech and software. They're looking for platforms to invest in. They're looking for new lighting. They're looking for new cameras. They're looking for mics. All of these bits and pieces. But often you can get started with what you already have. Have a check and see, is your microphone good enough? You might find if you're on a test that you've got perfectly adequate sound quality. Is your webcam producing a decent enough picture? Honestly, 99% of mobile phones now produce more than a good enough picture to do video recording on, and you could record all of your course video on your mobile phone. You really don't need an external camera source anymore. The other thing to have a think about then when we're talking about using what you already have is considering the tech that you already use. So if you're already using an email marketing piece of software, one, can we use that? But two, make sure that the piece of course tech that you buy integrates with that. Otherwise, you're going to have to start again from scratch. The very first course I ever delivered online was delivered solely via email. There was no platform to sign in. There was no video components. It was just content in email. In fact, I've also delivered courses by posting out a bundle of workbooks in a box before. Now, while these aren't the most tech savvy solutions to courses, what it did is allow me to get going fast. It allowed me to test a concept and make sure there were buyers interested. And it allowed me to work out the content in advance so that I could sort out the other bits later. Now, I'm not necessarily recommending that you put worksheets in a, in a box or an envelope and post them to your clients. I mean, we're talking about online courses after all. But what I do want you to think about is what you already have. If you already have a website, can we post the content there? If you already have an email marketing software, can we use that to send follow-up emails and reminders? If you already have webcams and microphones and phones, can we just use those things? Do you really need to go and invest in other things or can we use what you already have? The other part that you can think about is keeping it small. So as part of keeping it simple, you need to keep it small. You do not need to add extra stuff to your course to add value. Value comes in all sorts of ways. Value comes from support. Value comes from accountability. Value comes from content, but content that is useful and usable. The more stuff you add to your course, the less likely people are to use it, simply because it's going to take them longer to find the bit they need, and they do not have time in the day to go through all your extra waffle to find the one bit of content that they've been looking for. More isn't always better. Bigger isn't always better. And I can't say that without a smirk on my face. (laughs) Bigger isn't always better. Keep it small. Specifically when it comes to your course content, really think about how can you keep this small? What is the least amount of information you can provide to help them reach the outcome that they want? What is the least amount of stuff 
what is the least amount of videos, what is the least amount of worksheets that you can give them. And this sounds counterintuitive. We seem to have been taught that you have to give and give and give for it to be valuable and that you have to provide hundreds of videos and hundreds of downloads and all of these templates. And yes, content is important. Good quality content that answers their questions is important, but it doesn't necessarily have to be lots of it. It just has to be the right bits delivered at the right time to solve their problem, not necessarily more. So if we're talking about keeping it simple, keeping it small is a big part of that. The same comes then when you're thinking about the technical component as well. Coming back to that, we seem to have to need to overcomplicate. You'd be surprised the number of times I've gone to sign up for something and it's hard to find the sales button or it's hard to sign up because then I need to verify this and verify that and wait for an email and log in over here. Like we seem to make that whole sign up and payment process bigger than it needs to be as well. Look for how you can make that process as small as possible too. What are the least number of steps involved in taking someone's money and giving them access to the program? Because the smaller, the better. The other thing to do is have a think about what is easiest for them. So where are they? Who are they? What are they doing? And how are they using your content? So for example, if you've got an audience that's regularly on the move, if they're listening to things on their morning walk, if they're running, if they're commuting and they've got a lot of time on the train, then they're listening, but they're not necessarily watching. In which case, audio is far more valuable for your audience than video. We seem to have fallen into this trap of thinking that you have to have video as part of a program. You can't have a course without video, but I've seen plenty of great examples of programs that don't have video. Perhaps it's audio, perhaps it's other tools and techniques, but you just have to give them the right content at the right time in the right way that's useful for them. And that doesn't have to be video. When we're talking about keeping it simple, think about what is easiest and most simple for them as well. So if listening to something on the train is easier for them than trying to get home, find time where the kids gone to bed and logging in to see the video, then perhaps audio is a good option. The other thing to think about then is how they're using your content. So I know from my stats that over 70% of my audience uses my content on a desktop. Now that's unusual and most people will tell you now that most of your audience will be on mobile or on tablet or whatever that might be. But it's worth looking at your stats. Who is your audience and how are they using your tech? Because perhaps it's not what you're being told and perhaps there isn't a way you can make it easier for them knowing what you know. Now, when we talk about accessibility, your content does need to be accessible in all sorts of different ways and manners. But if 90% of your clients are using it one way, let's work with that first. Let's start with what's simple. Let's start with what's easy for them and for you. And let's just get it moving using what they're already using. All right. An action step, because you can't build a course by listening to me rant about keeping things simple. Uh, You actually have to go and do something. And the one thing I want you to take away from today, if nothing else, is keep it simple. Hell, write it on a post-it note and stick it to your computer if you need to, but keep it simple. What do you already have that you can use? What do you already have in place? And how can you make this the smallest and easiest it can possibly be? It's way better for you because it's quicker to build, but it's way better for your audience because it's quicker to use. It sounds counterintuitive. I know it takes people a long time to wrap their head around, but what you're actually aiming to do is create the smallest, simplest program you can that delivers the outcome you've promised not something that's bigger than Ben-Hur. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review.
podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search content into courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.